Jenny. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. I am 100% a bread kind of girl. I love hot, fresh, doughy bread. I love to put strawberry jam on biscuits, which, by the way, reminds me of how fantastic my grandma's biscuits were growing up as a kid. When we would go over for dinner for whatever, it didn't even matter what the dish was. If she was making biscuits, I was like, 100% all in. I was ready to go. I remember going to her house and just watching her make the dough and she didn't really measure anything out. She just kind of used her hands, which is probably a little bit of a lost art now because most of us have these recipes that we're constantly trying to copy, like Pinterest recipes, or we look and Google recipes and then they have specific measurements. Well, my grandma was like just using her fingers, her hands, like a scoop of this, a dash of this, and I'm telling you, those biscuits came out perfect every single time. And she had a specific burnt orange Tupperware tumbler. Some of you probably know what I'm talking about. And that's what she would use to cut out the biscuits once she would roll the dough out. So delicious. Like, oh my gosh, my mouth is watering right now just thinking about how incredible those biscuits are. (laughs) I wish I had some right now. But I wanted to talk about John chapter 6, which is actually a very interesting and goes right with bread. Um, First, in verse 1 through 15, there's a story about Jesus and his disciples are out. They're ministering. There's people that are hungry. Jesus says, find them something to eat. The disciples are totally at a loss. They have no idea what to do. Um, A boy comes up and he offers his lunch, which is five small loaves of bread and two fish. And they end up with 12 baskets left over after 5,000 plus people have been fed. I mean, it's pretty amazing. It blows your mind every single time you read it. Whenever I read that portion of John 6, 1 through 15, it reminds me that Jesus provides literally for us. And I feel like sometimes I forget this principle. And I know it seems silly because a lot of times we we feel like uh, maybe the scripture that he who doesn't work doesn't eat, like that should apply, which I agree. I think that we should have to, you know, take care of ourselves <laughs> as best we can. I'm not looking for a handout. But the fact that Jesus provides literally is very comforting for me. Uh, Philippians 4.19 says that he will meet all of our needs. What are your needs right now? What is something, probably even the moment I asked that question, something immediately popped into your head. It could be, you know, oh, I've got a PG&E bill that's a little bit out of control right now, and I don't know how I'm going to pay this. Or I've got an expense that I have to fix something in my house, and I don't know how, you know, that's going to work out. But I know that I know God always provides for our needs. When I was little, the pastors of our church at the time had come and they came to our house to visit. It was just, uh, I was pretty small, but I remember it. It stuck in my head like it was yesterday. And it was my mom, my dad, myself. My dad uh, worked full time, very hard worker. Uh, My mom stayed home, took care of me. And I mean, I was a handful, so you know, she had to, she couldn't even have a job. She had to take care of me. (laughs) So we're at home. And honestly, as a kid, I didn't necessarily know when we were struggling because to me, if, you know, I had stuff, like I had cousins to play with, we would go to my grandparents for dinner or meals. 
family would come over. Like we spent a lot of time with our family. So I didn't necessarily know when money was tight as a kid. And I think that for me, that kind of just, I don't know, I was oblivious, I suppose. Uh, But our pastors, the Marlows, they came to our house and just pulled right up to the front and opened the back of their trunk and just started unloading bags of groceries. Now, I'm pretty sure that my dad teared up. He tends to be a little bit more on the emotional side. Uh, My mom, I think, was just in awe of, you know, God always provides. We apparently didn't have very many groceries in the house. Again, I didn't know that. But just hearing my parents have the conversation after the groceries had been unloaded, thanking God, thanking the pastors for being obedient to what God had told them to do, that has stuck with me my entire life because it proved to me that God literally will provide for our everyday needs. He's not going to let us starve to death just to say, well, too bad. I guess we lost that one. No, God literally provided right in front of my eyes as a child. And so whatever your needs are right now that are literal needs, talk to God about those needs because one, he already knows, but two, it builds our faith when we go to God and we present our requests to him. He hears us and he will always come through for us in a very specific way. So then we have verse 29 through 35. Jesus actually declares something that I really like. And he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. He will always provide spiritually. He didn't say, I'm going to take you out to lunch and then you're never going to have to eat again for the rest of your life. He meant spiritually. When we fill ourselves with him, with reading our word, with listening to encouraging podcasts, when we take the time to get to study and know God, he will always provide for us spiritually. Our souls do not have to be thirsty. When, you know, I'm thirsty in the summertime in California here, it can get like 47 million degrees, it feels like. And if I've been outside, you know, working on something or, you know, doing yard work or whatever, I don't know why I'd be outside in the heat like that. But if I was outside and then I walked into my house and I've actually had these times where I am super dehydrated from, uh, I've worked a few times out in the field with my husband and for whatever reason, I was just, I didn't have enough hydration. Why wouldn't I grab a cup or a glass and go straight to my faucet or my refrigerator and fill it up and drink? I mean, that wouldn't make any sense. If you're dehydrated, what's the remedy? You need to be hydrated. So you have to get the water, put it in your body, and eventually it's going to feel better. Your body's going to wake up and perk up and you're not going to feel dizzy and the headache's going to go away. So being hydrated is super important just like being spiritually hydrated is important. If we choose to go without spending time with God for days, weeks, months, years, eventually that dehydration of our spirit, it's going to show up. And it's going to show up in big ways. Like it's going to show up in our giving, in our attitude, in the way we parent, in the way we are with our relationships. We have to stay spiritually hydrated. And Jesus also says that he is the bread of life. And I like that because, like, we like bread, right? Like, I mean, 
Raise your hand if you like bread. I love bread. I've already admitted this. I like bread because bread is filling. When I eat uh, biscuits or when I eat those breadsticks at my favorite restaurants, I'm pretty much full. Like I have to be careful not to eat so much that by the time my actual food and my dinner come, I'm like, I'm, I'm good now. Just go ahead and put it in a to-go box because I can't even eat it now. But when we spend time with the Lord, Him being the bread of life, He fills us spiritually, and we don't have to be hungry. We don't have to be thirsty. We don't have to feel like we're in a dry desert where we have nothing to sustain us. He is the sustaining power that we need to have our spirits filled up and lifted with whatever we're lacking, whether it's uh, peace or patience or joy, he will fill us with those things. But the, the thing is, we have to pull our chair up to the table. He is not going to put us in a high chair and force feed us who he is and the truth that he wants to give to us. He says, I have it. The table's prepared. I am the bread of life. Everything is right here. You don't have to be thirsty and hungry, but you do have to pull your chair up to the table. And so then if you continue John chapter 6, verse 51, um, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. He provides eternally. He provides the salvation that is what is required to be able to spend eternity in the presence of God. And I can't think of a better meal than something that I eat and then it's completely filling, but then it sustains me. Uh, I don't, the joke around our house is um, we like Chinese food, but you know, we're going to be hungry in 30 minutes after we eat it because it seems like for whatever reason, Chinese food never seems to fill us up. We can, we, we think we're full. We eat the rice, we eat the noodles, we eat the egg rolls, all the stuff. And then in like an hour, we're kind of like, um, I feel like I need something else to snack on. And that's not exactly how a good meal is supposed to be. On the flip side of that coin, there are restaurants that we go to and we sit down to eat and say it's a steakhouse. And if I have a incredible tri-tip, and for those who don't live in California, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Because apparently tri-tip is a California thing. So it's beef. And if I'm eating steak and I sit down and I eat that and then maybe like a baked potato and some vegetables, like, and of course the bread, you got to have the bread. I'm going to be full. And in an hour, I'm not going to be hungry. Sometimes after a meal like that, it's like four hours before I'm hungry again, because my body is satisfied with what I have put into it. So when Jesus says that he is the bread of life, he is the living bread, he is saying that he will provide eternally. He will provide spiritually and he will provide literally for us in every single need that we have. But you know what's crazy is a lot of times we try to fill ourselves with things that are not healthy. Um go back to me eating bread, having um, a piece of toast in the morning or a bagel, again, more bread. Um, I, I love that. 
I can have a bagel with my favorite, honestly, in the morning is a toasted bagel with peanut butter, with sliced bananas, with a little bit of cinnamon sprinkled on top. That's like my favorite. I think um, my daughter kind of gets the bagel side too because she likes bagels in the morning also. And peanut butter, there's something very filling about peanut butter. It's nutritious. There's protein in it. So that's what I love to go to. However, Sometimes I'm incredibly lazy and I might see like a giant Costco muffin. Costco is like one of those huge wholesale stores that we have around here. And these muffins weigh like a pound each and they're chocolate (laughs) with chocolate chips in them. That's not exactly healthy. That's not the kind of breakfast probably that I should start my day off with. And I might eat some of it, but then I don't feel really good because it's really heavy and it didn't have any real protein in it. Um, It just was kind of, it was nothing but sugar. (laughs) And so I tried to fill my hunger with something that was not nutritious for me, something that was not going to sustain me. And another thing that I find is that being satisfied and being filled are totally two different things. Um, when I eat that chocolate muffin in the morning or maybe that leftover piece of birthday cake, uh, I've been guilty of that. I'm, I'm full, right? Like I eat it and I'm filled. I'm kind of like, okay, had my cup of coffee, had a piece of cake, moving along with the day. But I'm not really satisfied. However, uh, my husband makes really good um, breakfast burritos Uh, something that he has been making and he has made since I got hurt. And so he did a lot more of the kitchen duties the last four months. And he made this really good breakfast burrito. And after I ate it, I wasn't just full. I was satisfied. It tasted delicious. Um, I, I was not like over like sick feeling like, oh my gosh, this food is so heavy. It was just really delicious. And so I think that sometimes we get lost between filled and satisfied. But we have to understand that when we come to Jesus, he's the only one who's going to satisfy. We might think that we can try and fill the void with so many different things. And we do, right? We try relationships. We try hobbies. We try affirmation. uh, We try to do really good on our jobs. Maybe it's substance abuse. We try all kinds of things, even Netflix, we, we think if we just sit here for at least three hours a day, we're going to feel fine. <laughs> You're not going to feel fine. You're not going to feel productive. You're going to feel like, well, chalk it up to another day wasted. We have to be careful what we put into not only our physical body, but what we put into our spiritual man. Because when we try to fill our life with things that are unhealthy or choices that are unwise— We're going to find ourselves lacking in several different areas. I hope that listening today gave you a little bit of encouragement that one, carbs are not the enemy because Jesus said he is the bread of life. So I'm going to continue to eat my bagels. Thank you very much. And the next thing is that Jesus will always provide and sustain you through life. Have a wonderful day today. If you would like a little bit more uh, encouragement, maybe something a little, um, I don't know, out of the blue sometimes, you can follow me at ChirpCastAmy on Instagram. Or if you want to pick up one of my books, you can check them out on Amazon. I've got several books and journals that are out now. 
And I would love for you just to be encouraged in every way possible. Have an awesome day and I'll catch you next time.